Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and to build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. Once upon a time in Cape Town, South Africa, there was a woman named Portia in her kitchen, mixing together some of her favorite ingredients. Let's see, a cup of broad beans, then some leeks. Ooh, can't forget the pepper. And maybe just a little bit more garlic. Hmm. Portia loved experimenting in the kitchen, combining lots of different vegetables and spices. Picking and pickling, slicing and dicing. Meanwhile, Portia's teenage daughter, Lumai, was setting up the long dining room table, making sure each brightly painted plate was shining and the candles were lit. Lumai was very excited to let in all the guests. The room looked spectacular, with huge tropical murals on the walls and chandeliers that burst with different colours, like fireworks overhead. It was amazing. The sun was setting through a bank of windows, turning everything a brilliant orange. The whole house felt like it was floating in a cloud of delicious smells. Ginger and cinnamon, cherry chutney and sweet sizzling fritters. Ma, can I let them in? Lumai called. There was a small crowd of hungry guests waiting outside, sniffing at all the wafting scents. Yes, yes, let's do this, Portia answered, clasping her hands together. (gasps) Portia and Lumai both loved this moment so much, watching all those eager faces come into their home, their eyes getting wide with wonder as they took in the room. This restaurant that Portia and Lumai's family had started was not just a destination for incredible food, but for rich, immersive experiences where everyone shared stories, songs, flavors, and laughter. Sometimes there was dancing, performances, or even face painting. It was a magical place called the Africa Cafe. If I close my eyes, I can still smell all those spices and hear the happy chatter of friends. You see, I am Lumai, and this is a story about me and my mom making something delicious together. It's about the connections we can all make when we share a meal or a memory. It's about the way our senses of taste, touch, hearing, 
sight and smell can transport us to a totally different place. And it's about... Well, it's about time we get back to the story. Let's travel a little farther back in time to when my mom, Portia, was just a little girl. Growing up in Swaziland, a country within South Africa, Portia was surrounded by majestic mountain ranges, gigantic waterfalls, wandering rivers, and tall crests of ancient rocks. There were so many places for her to wander and explore. She was also surrounded by beautiful wildlife sanctuaries, where she could see hippos, rhinos, elephants, and over 500 different kinds of birds. As a child, Portia traveled a lot with her family all over South Africa. Her parents wanted to expose their children to lots of different places and cultures. It's where I got my itchy feet and explorer spirit, Ma says. She was amazed by the sights and sounds of all the different landscapes. She also fell in love with Africa's different foods, festivals and traditions. Her favorite food was my grandma's pickled mango relish. Its salty sweetness tickling her tongue. After high school, Portia followed her explorer's spirit all the way to America for college. She studied at Oregon University, where she made a lot of friends from Ethiopia, Cameroon, Nigeria, and Mali. One day, when the university was celebrating African culture, Portia's friends made traditional dishes from their homelands, and she was amazed. How had she lived so close to them and never experienced these mouth-watering flavors before? Spicy palau and tamarind grilled fish, injera, okra, and jollof rice. Every time she took a bite, Portia felt like she was being transported back to Africa. The Nguempisi wilderness rising up around her, the Hadida squawking overhead, or the rush of the Mantenga Falls coursing through her veins. She felt like all these sights and sounds from her childhood were somehow baked inside the food she was eating. The herbs and spices, butter sauces and lemon dressings carrying her back home. Portia had never realized how powerful food could be, connecting her to all of her other senses. She was so inspired, she needed to share this discovery. After college, Portia moved back home to South Africa, and there she fell in love 
with a man named Jason DeSmit. The two of them got married and went on many adventures together, road tripping all over the continent, hiking up rock formations and canoeing the Niger River. They loved walking through towns they'd never seen before and buying fresh fruit at the open air markets. But this was the early 1990s and South Africa was still suffering under apartheid, which is a system of discrimination. It was a time where there was intense segregation between blacks and whites throughout South Africa. Since Portia was black and Jason was white, they felt like they weren't always welcome. So they decided to move to Cape Town and make a place where all people could gather together and share delicious meals and traditions. In 1992, they started a family restaurant in their dining room called the Africa Cafe. They only had enough room for 10 people to sit around the table and an old gas stove to cook on. But they were thrilled to give it a try. They went door to door, passing out flyers for their new cafe. And their first customer was a little old lady who booked a spot for the following night. Portia was thrilled to start cooking, as she says, Letting my taste buds and curiosity guide me. I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called IF, which stands for Imaginary Friends. Pretty cool, am I right? IF is so much fun with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's ifs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see ifs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten ifs with their kids. If is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. If comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17. Bring your imaginary friends too. Hey, grown-ups. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Listen, I used to be miserable with allergies from about the beginning of April till the end of August. Sometimes my best friend was a cold washcloth over my face. I couldn't taste my food because my nose was so stuffed up. I couldn't go for a run because my eyes were so itchy. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go for hikes, cut the grass, and most importantly, stop and smell the flowers. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Nineteen ninety-two was a very big year for Portia and Jason. Not only did they open up their dining room to be a restaurant, but they also had a baby girl. That's me. They named me Lumai, which means the humming of birds' wings. And I do feel like I've always loved traveling and exploring new skies. As a kid, I was really good at entertaining myself. I loved drawing and painting, writing poems, and making up silly stories. And of course, I spent a lot of time hanging out in the kitchen and tasting all of Ma's delicious treats, especially the desserts. Pretty soon, Ma let me come with her all around Africa to gather new ingredients and try out new foods. It was fascinating to hear all the stories that went into each recipe. We learned about dishes that were passed on from generation to generation, and edible flowers that represented power or freedom. We were so excited to bring all these ideas back to the restaurant. Soon, the Africa Cafe became a hotspot not only with the locals, but also with visitors from all over the globe. In fact, we had to move the restaurant to a bigger location so we could keep up with all the people who wanted to eat there. Ma, Dad and I made the new space colorful and inviting, with large murals and patterned walls light fixtures that sparkled like stars, and big arches filled with colored glass designs. Everyone who walked through the doors of the Africa Cafe got to experience the tastes, smells, stories, and songs from different parts of this amazing continent. 
we serve dishes from all over Africa too, like Moroccan herb salad, Malawi mbatata balls, Soweto chakalaka, Nigerian suya, and Malagasy calamari. We always made sure to use healthy and organic ingredients. And Ma taught me how to experiment in the kitchen, adding extra garlic and chili peppers to our sauces to make sure they had a spicy kick, or layering in different herbs and making dairy-free alternatives with cashews. We made sure to stay true to the people who taught us about these foods. We put veggie kebabs over a special clay stove called a jiko, just like the woman who made the same thing in Eastern Africa. It gives them a special smoky flavor that's unique to that part of the world. And of course, we told all of our guests about where this recipe came from, including pictures, stories, and songs to celebrate its origins. The Africa Cafe had a constantly changing menu, but a few things always stayed the same. Everyone was a welcome guest and every drop of food was delectable. Customers kept coming back and asking, can you give us your recipe? What's the secret ingredient? Ma always smiled when people asked this. It wasn't a secret ingredient that made our food so special. It was the whole process of exploring Africa, discovering new plants and wildlife, talking to people about their different cultures and traditions, and then bringing that to the food on their plate. How could we explain all of this to everyone who asked? That's when I got a great idea. Ma, what if we write a cookbook together? It made so much sense. I was always into visual arts, like painting, sketching, and photography. In fact, in 2019, I graduated from media, design, and photography school. And I love taking pictures of all the exotic places we travel together and of all the dishes that came out of Ma's kitchen. Putting this together with our recipes seemed like the perfect way to share these experiences. Ma was excited about this new idea too. She started looking through her piles of recipes. It was so hard to decide what to include. We knew we had to share our customers' favorites, like Egyptian tamia, which are broad bean patties, and etunga fritters, which are like sweet pumpkin pancakes. Together, we wrote about how the ingredients were sourced and our personal connection to each dish we chose. Then I went to work, designing the book from cover to cover. I took pictures of my mom in action at the kitchen counter, sometimes sprinkling bits of spiced sugar on a cookie 
or slicing open a ripe pineapple. I arranged all the food on different plates, decorating it with bright lilies or stalks of maize. I spent days styling the foods, making sure all of the colors and textures complemented each other. I was determined to make each dish look so yummy you'd want to eat it off the page. I also put in photographs of me and Ma on all our journeys, standing in front of majestic trees, mountain ranges, or markets piled high with melons and bananas. I shared some poetry I'd written about our travels, about discovering, appreciating, and celebrating Africa through all these tastes, sights, and smells. One of the most important things about this cookbook for me and Ma was to include as many African countries as possible. We also wanted to make sure that the recipes were easy to follow so everyone can try them at home. The Africa Cookbook came out in 2019, and I'm really proud of it. Each recipe inside it feels meaningful and unique, and it's opened up so many new ways for us to share our love of Africa with the world. Sadly, the COVID pandemic made it very hard for us to keep our restaurant going. But closing those doors opened up new opportunities for me and my mom to make delicious things happen together. We recently started our own brand called Food of Africa. We make special sauces, relishes, teas, chutneys, and spice mixes for people to buy online so they can cook delicious African meals at home. We also started having African afternoon tea live on social media so people can come together virtually, even during the pandemic, and share whatever's on their minds while they unwind. After all, this is what we need most of all right now, connecting, no matter where we're from or where we're going, sharing a sip or a story. We hope one day you'll join us too. This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls. It's based on the book series, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. This story was produced by Olivia Richard with sound design and mixing by Mumble Media. It was written by Abby Schur. Fact-checking by Joe Radigan. Narration by Lumai DeSmit. Original theme music was composed and performed by Electra Barjaki. Thank you to the whole Rebel Girls team who make this podcast possible. Stay Rebel. Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels. Did you know there's a whole world of Rebel Girls to explore? 
Go to rebelgirls.com slash more to check out our latest books, t-shirts, crafting kits, and, well, more. Visit rebelgirls.com slash more. Until next time, stay rebel.